That's all it is, Miles. A leap of faith. Surprise, Sydney. Hey everyone, welcome to the Cinemania World Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and in this episode, we are going to share our TIFF 22 experiences and, of course, our favorite movies from the festival. I have two wonderful ladies joining me today from the Cinemania World team. First, we have Josie from Film Posers. How are you doing today, love? I'm doing very well. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And we have Alyssa as well from Mainly Movies. How's it going? Uh, pretty good. Excited to talk about some uh, some TIFF movies here. Yeah, I'm really excited to dive into some of these movies here uh, with you guys. There were so many good ones this year. And as per usual, they were all crammed in like the span of three days, which was great for us. Um, so since I, I live in Toronto, I've been going to the festival for a while now. And each year brought something really different. And I started out as a volunteer all those years ago and then slowly moved my way up. And it's still crazy to me that I was fortunate enough to go as press and uh, see your lovely faces at the festival here. So uh, I just wanted to ask about your overall TIFF experience, uh, because I know for for many, it was their first time being here. So uh, Josie, I'll start with you. So I was lucky enough to cover TIFF Last year, I went with the virtual uh, at-home version because by that time, I still didn't feel comfortable enough to travel. And Mm -hmm. from what I heard, it wasn't as lively as it was this year, last year. So I think it was a good um, decision. But I had fun. It was... I've always wanted to visit Canada. So starting off with Toronto with TIFF was a very nice experience. It was kind of crazy. I just kept walking around like, well, I'm here. <laughs> but it, it was delightful. I love the like the way it's all set up on King Street. Um, it's just one of those things that I kept telling myself that it's crazy how usually when you're on the outside looking in, everything feels so big and grandiose. And then when you're there, it's like, oh, my God, this is real. This is li- like life size and everything. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And like, as you said last year, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't that big. Um, and it was all like online majority of it, but the buzz uh, surrounding this year, just, it kind of made me emotional because we haven't had that kind of, uh, turnout for so long. And to have you guys come here and experience like that full fledged in Toronto on that one strip, uh, was just awesome to see everyone and see how happy everyone was with their experience here too. Yeah, so just being able to see people, but also like today yeah. they sent out that survey, which yes. just to point out, like it's one of those things that these festivals actually do have a positive impact. Like it moves economy, mm-hmm. it brings people in. So I'm just glad yeah. we were all able to be there and see each other. Yeah, and we had some like screenings together too, which was a lot of fun and get to talk about it with, you know, especially I think like the first one that we all watched together was Weird the Al Yankovic story and we were all like in the same section, which was so funny. And that and that night we sat uh, across from Jason Reitman too. Yes. Uh, I spotted him and it was and watching Josie like look around trying to find him was 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 so (laughs) Oh man. But yeah, those are like great first experiences too. And and Alyssa, how did you feel you're coming here? I know you you came when you were a kid, you were telling me and then, you know, being able to experience the festival like full out first time. How did you feel about it? 
Yeah. Um, so like you said, I, I was in Toronto when I was a really little kid, uh, probably like four or five years old, maybe even less, probably three. Uh, I think it was when I went to Niagara Falls, we, we went over and went to Toronto after that on the same trip. Um, I've been to Canada a number of times, but not, not recently. It's been a number of years. It was pre-COVID the last time I went to Canada. Um, so it was, it was nice being back, uh, Toronto. I, I really enjoyed the city. I'm not a, a big city kind of person, but Toronto mm-hmm. is one of the, one of the better ones to me. Um, and, uh, like Josie, I covered TIFF virtually last year. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I can kind of just reiterate a lot of what she said that it, you know, it's, it's a completely different experience actually being there. And like she was saying, like having King Street shut down for that first mm-hmm. weekend, that Festival Street thing, that um, it, it really makes it feel like like you're there, you know, like everybody there on that street is there for the, the film festival. Uh, you know, once once Festival Street kind of, you know, they took down the barricades and stuff, it felt more like just kind of normal people walking around again that weren't <laughs> part of the festival. But that yeah. that first, uh, you know, four or five days was really, um, really cool. And, and it really, you know, you're really there as part of it. Like she was saying, like, you know, it kind of it has this weird thing when you like think about the festival or any festival kind of from a distance. It has this sort of surreal quality. But then when you're actually there, you're like, man, like this is real. And I'm actually doing this. I'm actually going to all of these theaters, you know, standing in these lines and, you know, running and trying to get to to get get to my seats or running to try to get to the next PI screening. And so um it was uh it was exciting. I'm I'm I really enjoyed it and I hope uh, I can go again in the future. <laughs> Yay, I'm so happy just to hear that you guys like had such a great time. And honestly it's a different effect entirely when King Street's completely shut down. Um, and it I think it like it's just a rush of adrenaline when you're there that you, oh, even definitely. if you are tired, you just keep going. Oh you yeah. Just keep going. <laughs> we we didn't sleep. I think we at most we got four hours of sleep per night, yep. like no more than yeah. that. It was crazy. Same thing for me. Yeah, it's it's insane. And then like even going up the stairs at like either Scotia Bank or at Princess yes. of Wales, the Princess of Wales staircase, <laughs> my goodness. Oh my god. Those balconies. <laughs> oh, the balcony. I got vertigo during Glass Onion, but it was worth it. No. But the thing is that also um my friend Eliana, she she was kind enough to get me a small glass of Prosecco, so I was just holding on to it for dear <laughs> small sips for the two hour and 20 minute movie yeah <laughs> oh my god that's funny. or stealing somebody some random seat that never got filled but that was uh, oh yes i that, yeah. would, us, that would onion. break my heart because sometimes i would sit down and then like i would be separated from my co-host or i would see people i knew and we were like hey i see you but and but we had assigned seats and then like the seat next to you wouldn't fill up it happened to me like more than five times and i was like i could have had a friend near me <laughs> Yeah, Amanda yeah. convinced me to uh, to uh, break some. Well, I didn't really break rules because nobody came she to that did. seat eventually okay. anyway. But she was like, "Come in, come in, come on, sit down." And I was like, "Oh, so okay." Finally, finally. Well, the thing okay. is, is that the thing is, is that like you can kind of gauge it. So if the movie's starting at six and no one's showing up at like five fifty eight, five fifty nine, then like you're kind of okay with it because then the ru- the rush line comes in. Uh, 15 minutes after the movie and they get those spots but there was an entire row in front of us I think it was for Knives Out that no one sat in and I'm like 
these tickets could have gone to people and it was just completely empty. So that, that happened a lot too, where they didn't fill it with the rush line. I was surprised by that. How many, yeah. how many seats were open for so many of these movies? I mean, those were like premieres and there were yeah. a lot of open seats. I was, I, that yeah. was one thing, I guess. I mean, I don't know if that's how it normally works. Uh, again, this was my first time there, but it, that seemed a little surprising to me. Yeah, especially now with what they did. I was surprised by that. But actually, now that we were talking about premieres, uh, what was your favorite premiere to go to, Alyssa? Oh, man. Uh, you know, I got to say, I think the Glass Onion premiere was pretty, that was the the most energetic, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was probably the most fun to see with like kind of the public crowd. Um, the Fablemans was also a good one, even though that got mm-hmm. started so late <laughs> because of Glass Onion. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, I'd say probably Glass Onion because I did not go to the weird uh, premiere with you guys. I ended up seeing the P&I screening the next day, um, right, but right. I hear that one was fun. <laughs> that was fun. And like if it's your first Midnight Madness, I mean, Josie can touch upon this too. Like it is just a different crowd entirely. Oh, yeah. It's- I think that's the only <laughs> Midnight Madness I did because I didn't get tickets to Sisu. And then mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm probably going to be too tired. We had some 8 a.m.s the day the morning mm. after so we didn't try to get sisu but that weird owl crowd was wild that was a way to start the festival yeah it was electric there were people just clapping and cheering the, the entire Bulgariad. time <laughs> <laughs> that's where it started midnight madness yeah. started the Bulgariad for sure it was it was wild yeah, um, and then everyone going r during the parading yeah. <laughs> yeah. that hits it hits. And like, I, it's funny because it's so, so many people join in at the beginning of the festival. So if you go to like PI screenings like later on or like regular screen, screenings later on, there's like one or two people that'll do it. And just, it's still funny because everyone's exhausted. So it just trickles out. Oh man, those crowds, they get so lively and it's, it's wonderful. Um, but Josie, what was your favorite premiere to go to? I think I'm going to sound off and with the Glass Onion as well. I thought that was yeah. a really good premiere. Um, I also enjoyed Weird Al just because of the energy it brought up. Mm-hmm. And obviously just it was the first screening I had because I had one earlier, but then um, lots of traveling and stuff happened. So I wasn't able to go to that one. So Weird Al was my first film. So that was exciting. But I think like tied with Glass Onion, uh, The Whale for me. Yeah. Because Brendan Fraser, I like the energy in that room was very magical. Yeah, I agree. Actually, the whale for me is, is up there just because of everyone. Like there was just so much love for him, um, and we were clapping before and after for him, which was yeah. wild. But he, he was so emotional. Like it was just heartwarming to see like even knowing his journey and then being up on that stage and just being here at home because he he is Canadian so it was just the total vibe but yeah I I think Knives Out for me too would be up there uh those two and I'm just so happy Josie that Weird Al Midnight Madness was your first (laughs) I really am good to experience that that. was my indoctrination and my introduction (laughs) to (laughs) Tiff it's perfect um before we get into our faves uh, Tiff announced the People's Choice Award winners on Sunday, which was kind of very predictable, and we'll get into that. I know Josie and I share similar thoughts about the winner this year, so uh, I'm just going to go over the runners, uh, the runner-ups and the winners. So for Midnight Madness, the second runner-up was The Blackening. The first runner-up was Pearl. 
And the winner was Weird, the Al Yankovic story uh, for documentary. It was, uh, we had the second runner up was 752 is not a number. First runner up was Maya and the Wave and Black Ice took the top spot. And then for the General People's Choice Award, the second runner up was Glass Onion, a Knives Out story. Oh my God, a Knives Out mystery. First runner up was Women Talking and Steven Spielberg won the entire festival. His first time here too. He's never been here um, with the Fablemans. But Alyssa, I'll start uh, with you. How do you feel about the winners? Um, and if you could have chosen the top three yourself, which movies would you have chosen? Okay, so I so for the documentary ones, I actually didn't see any of those documentaries. Uh, the only one I saw was Sydney uh, while okay. I was there, so I can't really speak to the winners for that one. Um, for Midnight Madness, uh, Weird definitely would have been my top as well. Um, so I'm not surprised by that at all. Um, especially with hearing how, how, uh, rambunctious the, uh, the premiere was for that one. Um, so I'm not surprised. And I think that was, that was very entertaining as a, uh, a very fitting parody of a bio, of a music biopic that kind of falls right in line with, uh, Weird Al's whole thing um mm -hmm. and then yeah i mean the even just for for the overall people's choice i don't know i'm kind of i gotta say I, i'm both surprised and not surprised at all by the fablemans um i guess i'm more surprised that fablemans took it because this is just kind of not just press and critics you know it's mm -hmm. it's everybody voting um it seems like a movie that will connect with a lot of people, but I think is definitely more of uh, a movie for people who are like super, super into movies and have a very similar experience uh, that Steven Spielberg and the characters in the movie had. Um, but I, at the same time, I'm not surprised because it is such a movie-centric movie. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm not surprised too much by that. Um, Women Talking, you said, was the, the runner-up, correct? Yes, uh, it's that and Glass Onion. Glass Onion. Um, yeah. So those, I again, it's hard. Like women talking, uh, definitely very, um, you know, thematically uh, timely and definitely thematically, uh, you know, hard hitting. And so I can see that. But again, it's 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 definitely one of the uh, more serious uh, films, I would say, of of the popular films. Um, so again, having that be close to winning people's choice is kind of, I don't know, it, it's a great movie. Like I, I really enjoyed that one, but usually I would think people's choice being more of the, the fun types of movies and the, the ones that are entertaining that people kind of go into and come out of having expected, uh, the, the entertainment side, like with weird for midnight madness. And so glass onion, um, I would see that as probably more of what I would have expected to be the mm -hmm. uh, the people's choice overall um, for that for that reason, you know, for that rewatchability, the fact that it is a sequel and people have kind of something, you know, some attachment to this, uh, I guess, now franchise. Um, and so but at the same time, like all three of those movies were great. So I, uh, you know, I, I'm not uh, at all unhappy with uh i guess what what kind of the outcome here was uh so from my are you saying my top three or what i would have thought for people's choice your top three yeah that you would have put up there basically so oh it's so hard um 
<laughs> again, I think just kind of the entertainment and sort of rewatchability value or, or what I expect to be rewatchability. Obviously, we haven't seen any of these again yet, but Glass Onion probably maybe my number one. It's hard. I I really struggle with it. Um, there were a lot of really good movies uh, at this festival, but I'd probably put Glass Onion number one, uh, The Banshees of Inna Sharon number yes. two. <laughs> and then uh, the menu, I think, would be my number three. Uh, mm -hmm. But I have a few that are like super close after that. But yeah, I think those would be my top three. Yeah, those are really great picks. And I actually, I, I saw the menu later on um, in the festival and I was blown away. I know Josie, so like <laughs> <laughs> she unmuted because she knew. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she was raving about it. And I was like, it was between the menu and Causeway that I was choosing between like, I didn't know which one to go to. And then I saw Josie's tweet for the menu and I'm like, I'm going to go to the menu because it's going to be awesome. And it was makes me very happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's all because of you, <laughs> but that was, that was a killer movie. It was. And honestly, because Belfast won the people's choice awards, uh, last year, I knew without even watching the Fablemans that oh, yeah. it was going to be a shoe in. I knew it. I'm like, it's his first time road. here too. Yeah. Um, so I was just like, of course, this is going to win, like naturally. Um, and it's going to go to Oscar gold, most likely. Not that I want to do early Oscar predictions, but <laughs> whoever wins the People's Choice Award usually gets nominated. And it's it's been like that for the past, I'd say, like eight, nine years. Um, but uh, yeah, I like your picks, Alyssa. I completely agree with the Banshees of Inishir, and I love that one. I'm surprised it's not up here um, as a runner up, but uh, those were all great choices and I love them too. Uh, Josie, how did you feel about uh, the winners for People's Choice, the runners-up? Uh, you know, what would you switch around personally? Well, <laughs> for those listening, just a little disclaimer, I was only able to go from the 8th to the 12th, so I wasn't able to see the full, um, all the films that the festival could offer. But I was able to see The Fablements, and I was not a fan, <laughs> but I knew, <laughs> I knew it was going to win before watching it after watching it i was like this is probably this will probably still win but if it does I, I, same as Alyssa, i will still be surprised because <laughs> it's like i already saw it <laughs> but i know <laughs> i know what people are capable of <laughs> but yeah um i'm not gonna go into detail about the fablemans look out for my review if it ever comes out if I ever decide to break my silence <laughs> over this film. <laughs> but I was not the biggest fan um I would have given it to Knives Out I voted for Knives Out mm -hmm. um I wish I had seen more documentaries I only stuck to fictional like um yeah, yeah fiction feature scripts I did want to see My on the Wave did anyone see it I, I couldn't make that one. It was like okay. too close to Knives Out or else I had that in my schedule. Yeah, hopefully eventually like I can see it because I was very curious yeah. about the one. I remember see. it was getting a lot of buzz. So I'm glad I at least got runner up. Um, mm. Weird Al, appropriate. I mean, only midnight I went to and <laughs> I, did I need to go to any others to know that that crowd said enough? <laughs> I was like, this is winning. Exactly. Oh, for sure. It just sucks that like, like we watched Pearl either like before the festival or like yeah. after the festival too. And I know you were raving about it too, Josie. So I think yeah, the runner up there. I was able to see it on the 13th right after. So yeah. I, st I still counted it as my TIFF um, yeah. coverage. Yeah. 
I had watched it uh, before the festival and then I still counted yeah. it. But like, I remember I saw you saw it and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised too. I was like sent. I was like, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. I'll go. I'll cover it. I was like, oh my God. And then I had to hold it like to my chest the entire time. They're yeah. like, hold it until like after Midnight Madness at 2 a.m. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's, that's Pearl as a runner up. I'm not surprised. Like that definitely yeah. needed to be up there. Um, and oh, yeah. the um, Mia got yeah, for yeah. the Oscar. I'm sorry. That's my campaign <laughs> this year. Oh, I 100%. I'm like, horror needs to be integrated. I understand why they just shut it out constantly. It's really yeah. sad. I'm just at this really point really where I'm like, if I have at least like 1% of a voice in film Twitter, I will use it for Mia Goth. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's gonna like go all the way, and then I'm I'm gonna be like preachy over women talking because I know that the Fablemans and yes. women talking are gonna be head to head this entire oh, yeah. award season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm honestly I'm gonna be like I'm very surprised that women talking uh, was a runner up considering you know the subject matter, but I also take into account that Sarah Pauly's from here. And I'm like, they probably also voted for the film because of Sarah Pauly on top of that. Um, I love that movie. I think it's incredible. Um, the cinematography is great in that film. And uh, I'm surprised and I'm not surprised, which is like the ongoing thing that we have uh, during this podcast. Um, I absolutely love Knives Out, as I said, and then uh, The Banshees of Inishir. And I do think that it's Colin Farrell's I don't want to say best performance, but it's his most vulnerable that we've seen him. And um, I'm hearing a lot of that. Yeah. A lot of people would agree with you. Yeah, it's just so different. And he was just so sweet and kind. And his chemistry with Brendan Gleeson is fantastic. And Alyssa, I don't know if you saw this today, but Brendan Gleeson's hosting Saturday Night Live. And it's so funny. (laughs) Yeah, he's literally, they got him to host SNL. And no one, they, no one knows like, why he's going there like why he's hosting and meanwhile if you're like off the festival circuit you know it's banshees and he's absolutely hilarious in that movie um i guess we can go on to like favorite performances in some of the films that we've watched too i I know for me it's colin farrell and possibly obviously brendan frazier um and then janelle monet for glass onion i thought she was fantastic as well Alyssa, what are some of your favorite performances that you were able to uh watch during the festival yeah, I think Brendan Fraser is definitely, uh, definitely up there for me. Um, I, I mean, I know we were talking about this uh, when we we got uh, a late lunch uh, one day ahead of Glass yeah. Onion um, that I could, because I didn't go to the premiere of that one. I ended up going to the P&I uh, a day or two later, but I know you had gone to the Wales premiere and like from the hotel, I could hear people screaming for him uh, on the red carpet and that was at... You know that was all the way up at uh, the the big theater, right? Mm-hmm. That premiere yeah, at Royal Alex, Alex. Yeah. Oh, it was Royal Alex. Yeah. And yeah. so the fact that I could hear people like screaming for him from like the 18th floor, like five blocks away, six blocks away, it was uh, deserved um, an experience. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so one um, really enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, I, the movie is already out now, but Viola Davis and the Woman King. That was uh, a very Fire good performance as well um let's see oh there were so many it's hard uh (laughs) yeah like you were saying Janelle Monae um was a a pleasant surprise like I think she's done pretty well in her past acting um uh 
you know, not, I was going to say attempts. They weren't attempts, like they were good. But um, I think this one is definitely probably the best that I've seen from her. Um, uh, we just talked about Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. They were both very uh, entertaining. Um, I got to say, oh, there was another one. What was it? Uh, oh, well, they, it wasn't like a standout, not like Oscar worthy, but I thought Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin were yes. very entertaining and moving on. Um, so again, not like, you know, they're not going to be performances that I think get talked about much from TIFF, but uh, I, I think that was a good, um, it was a nice return to their their chemistry from previous uh, films and TV shows. So I, I enjoyed that. And then a lot of the performances in Women Talking um, mm-hmm. was were re- really impressive. Um, you know, I liked... Uh, you know, Claire Foy and, and Rooney Mara, I think, were probably my favorites from that. But, you know, Jesse mm-hmm. Buckley was good as well. Yeah. Uh, that just had a lot of a lot of good performances. And and again, kind of sub- subject matter and thematically, definitely a heavier film than a lot of the other ones that were at the uh, festival. But I think that lends to, um, you know, the, the strength of the performances. Oh, I totally agree. I absolutely loved... Claire Foy I think she's the standout out of that like woman talking ensemble mm-hmm. um I, I'm not saying that Rooney Mara and Jesse Buckley weren't absolutely fantastic but there was just something about Claire Foy's performance that just stuck with me um and it's gonna be hard for nomination purposes this year to see what's gonna happen um but it was it was funny with the Brendan Fraser premiere that you heard everyone is the fact that he kept walking in and out so he would walk into press and then come out and then go around to everybody. He took like at least 45 yeah. minutes. So he was he was it's such like, a gem. It's like yeah. that scene in SpongeBob when <laughs> Squidward walks out and it's quiet and then SpongeBob walks out and everyone's cheering. He would just leave and then come back and everyone would start cheering. It was just constant. <laughs> And it was well deserved. I was one of those people. Yeah. I it was my first standing ovation at TIFF from um this all the screenings I went to. That was the first time I saw people like legitimately like full yeah. house standing up for someone or for yeah, a film. I recorded it just yes. for a bit, but it went <laughs> on. Like it went yeah, on. It was, I, it was six minutes. Yeah. I was so happy that they did that for him. But yeah, Josie, your your favorite performances from the festival, if you want to okay, share. Okay, I have to shout out Hong Chao for both yes, the menu yes. and the whale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, if someone deserves uh, Best Supporting Actress from the whale, it's her. 100%. She, she, yes, definitely. She, she would walk in and I would cry because I could see so much of myself in her. And just the way that she delivered that performance it was undeniable and so genuine and so real and raw um obviously mia goth queen for pearl (laughs) um the entire cast of on the come up the film wasn't perfect but the performances just moved me so um the two the two guys in arisana and dante also they're good (laughs) i love them (laughs) My, my children um what else is that there's so much um i know in such a short period of time too so then it just blends together honestly evan rachel wood and weird al yes she did a good job 
Her and voice. I think that's it. I just loved all the women. Just give it to all the women. Yeah. <laughs> all the women. I mean, with Evan Rachel Wood, her voice was impeccable. Like yeah. I started, like I watched some interviews afterwards and I'm like, holy Lord, like she yeah. nailed that. It was so cool. No, um, like you can tell like when she was uh, doing the Q&A, like she actually took it seriously. Like, yes, it's a parody film, but she's like, I'm playing Madonna. I'm taking this as seriously yeah. as I can within the circumstances. And yeah. obviously Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Yeah, like Brendan Fraser, like the entire time, just, just his performance, because like, it, it was just he could do. Because I know it's it's a controversial film, and I think we could have done less with like full body shots because just his performance with just his eyes, like with just his eyes, he would say so many things that I would already be ruined. I yeah, I agree with you there. It was just I, and I also think that if anyone else played Charlie in the Whale, it wouldn't have hit as like the way that Brendan Fraser played it. I don't think you could have gotten any yeah. other actor. The movie doesn't work role. without him. Yeah, he's like the heart and soul of that film. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Nicholas Holt in the menu because oh my he doesn't God. get enough credit. <laughs> no, he was good. <laughs> I thought he was so good. And like everyone's on Anya Taylor-Joy and Ray Fine, as they should because they're, they're phenomenal. But like yeah, Nicholas Holt. Yeah. Yeah. They're the ones being promoted the most, but honestly, maybe, maybe I'm alone in this. But I actually, if I had to pick an ensemble, I picked the ensemble of the menu over um, Glass Ooh. Onion. Hmm. You know but, what? But Janelle Monae was great. Yeah. That's the other one. That's the other one I was missing. Janelle Monae ate that up. <laughs> oh, she did. She absolutely killed it. I'm trying to think of anyone else that I saw. Colin Farrell, I mentioned. Damn, there's too many. Oh, Lashana Lynch in The Woman King. That yes. I will give a shout out to. Yeah, she was absolutely phenomenal. Um, that cast was great. I want John Boyega and more things. I don't understand who isn't hiring him because he was fantastic. Yeah, I'm glad he's he's getting work because I remember when he started doing those protests and he said, uh, after I might not get a job after this. So I'm glad he's staying employed now. Yeah. The roles he deserves because he's a really great actor. So yeah, it's 100%. interesting that you guys had brought up uh kind of the ensembles here because i think you know for which one there's one awards i can't remember which one that does ensembles but for the oscars i think it's going to be a really tough uh tough set of nominations this year with just how many incredibly strong ensembles there were because some of these movies i don't know how they're going to pick who gets you know best actor versus supporting actor or if they're gonna try to go you know if they're gonna have two people competing against each other from the same movies it's, yeah. it's gonna be hard like women talking i think has a lot yeah. that would be at the same level you know being best versus or supporting same with you know if if they're trying to get i don't know if banshees will will get anything but i don't know how you would pick between yeah, those two also um, have to see if um the second Black Panther can also not get mm. something like that too. Not for SAG more than the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. There's so many, oh my God, the Oscar predictions that are starting. No, it's just, yours crazy. Already I love it. <laughs> it's so fun, but I'm like, oh my God, now who do I have to pick as like my favorite and I have to campaign for it? Like it's a whole thing. Yeah. It's so funny. Because I think that last year we had, because we were still in like the pandemic blues and yes, we are still in the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of art, the films we're getting right now, it's like some some of these were supposed to come out couple of years ago like right in 2020 yeah. and 
we're just getting all the good stuff right now. It's like everyone's like, I just want to make art. We might <laughs> perish at any moment. Let's get all the good shit out. And I, I like that's another reason why I wanted to go to TIFF. The lineup this year was really was solid. Yeah, they picked really good ones. And I know that it's because they had to like go off, like bring it back with a bang. So they wanted to get as many <laughs> They had as they to could. go off. <laughs> you <could've> just <laughs> left it there that's exactly what they did. <laughs> that's literally what they did. The only thing that I'm really upset about is that Bones and All did not come here. And I know Josie gets Don't to get watch. Me started. <laughs> <laughs> I was I hoping it would be a tiff. And uh, like, I, w- I remember they didn't announce it for NIF. And I wanted Babylon for NIF, but we're not getting it. Yeah. But then I was like, okay, guys, come on. The spotlight announcement is coming. Give me bones and all. <laughs> and they did. And I was like, okay, I'm happy. Oh, man. You're lucky. You're very lucky. Because I yeah. thought they were going to do like, because it's Luca and Timothy like together again. And the first time I ever watched a Timothy Chalamet film um, was Call Me By Your Name. I, st- oh. I went down at like 8 o'clock in the morning for the rush line. Oh. And I was one of the first 20 people oh to gosh. get in. Yeah, so it's very special to me um, that moment in particular, and then seeing like Timmy and Luca they come just out works so well together. Yeah, they're absolutely phenomenal. So I thought I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, like reunion tradition, like come back, and they didn't do it, but it's okay, it's fine. I'll just go watch it <laughs> when it comes out. Um, but yeah, this this year was absolutely fantastic. The performances were great. I have to also give a shout out to Michelle Williams and Gabriel Labelle from The Fablemans. Uh, they kind of saved the movie for me. Um, they brought a different energy, which I, I really appreciated. I felt it was a bit slow. And then when they were together, the two of them, I thought their chemistry was really strong and it picked up when they shared scenes. Uh, don't be surprised if Michelle Williams is in the Oscar conversation because I think that she is going to make it there. Um, she could possibly win and that's a whole other situation. Um, but yeah, if you guys wanted to add anything else about your thoughts about, you know, tiff 22 as a whole Alyssa, if you have any final thoughts about it um man i i don't know i was just i was very uh happy to be there i guess i i I don't know kind of what else to say i mean it, it was just an exciting experience and kind of getting to see so many different facets of it you know i i went to a number of the premieres. I went to some of the public screenings that weren't premieres. I went to a bunch of the PNI screenings, and they all had slightly different vibes, but all kind of just were part of this cohesive whole of the festival. And it was just, uh, it was great. It, it was exciting seeing all of these people at the premieres and and listening to the Q and As. At least mm-hmm. the ones I didn't have to like sprint out of to make it to another uh, movie. Um, <laughs> I think I only missed one or two because of that, but it's, um, you know, and even the movies that weren't that great, I mean, it was still, it's cool to see it with like a full crowd. I mean, certainly Mm -hmm. in Maine, none of these movies, like I don't think a single one of the movies that came out at TIFF that I saw at TIFF would ever be full um, (laughs) at at a Maine theater. Um, (laughs) And so like, it was exciting to be able to see them with, with a crowd, even some of the, the smaller ones, you know, some of these like kind of very obscure films, like, you know, Leonore will never die like that. That had a bunch of people at it. And it was just a random PNI screening for this, you know, film that already premiered, I think it can. And so like, it was just uh, an exciting experience, even even the movies that I didn't really enjoy. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I watched The Sun. At, yes. uh, at, 
so that 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 was an experience the crowd it was it was bad like half of them were clapping and the other half weren't clapping at the end of the movie so you could feel the energy kind of shift but i think the the beautiful thing about film festival season and attending film uh film festivals themselves is that the film community is just so present and everyone's just so happy to be there and you can bond in a PI screening uh in line for a regular screening at a premiere and you're just talking about things that we love and i think that's the energy that we kind of feed off of as as critics and film lovers and i think that's what just keeps us going back and that's why we all love festival season if even if we're not like covering it you know, or we're like at home and we still feel the buzz like at Cannes or, or TIFF or Venice, like something like that. It's just, it's so awesome, that feeling. And then it goes into Oscar season and we feel like we're just a part of something bigger than ourselves. And this community is awesome for that. And uh, yeah, it, it gets it gets emotional sometimes <laughs> because we're able to do something we love with the people who also enjoy it as much as we do. Um, Josie, how, you have any final thoughts on the festival itself, the experience as a whole? Yeah, just very grateful to TIFF in general, to the volunteers, to the people running it. Um, originally, I wasn't able to go because of personal hardships, and um, they were kind enough to offer us travel support. So just eternally grateful. Also, just love the fact that we can share screenings because, for example, in Cannes, uh, you're separated, press is press, and then the premieres you're lucky enough to get mm-hmm. in. So I really like how we're able to just share these moments with so many different people and we're not just um, like secluded into one specific area. It truly is like, not to be like cheesy, but it truly is like kind of the people's festival because <laughs> we're all able to like, see each other. And I think that's what I valued the most because I remember just having such film and when I thought I couldn't go and not because of the films, because we can always see these films eventually down the line, except of course there are mm-hmm. some that do not get distribution, unfortunately, but there will always be an opportunity later on, but it's those moments that we're able to be there, see each other, meet each other, have make memories, etc. I was just um, a genuinely fun time. Again, so grateful to everyone working the festival and hopefully we're able to go again and I can't recommend it enough. Yes, come back next year. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I remember last year I was going to try because Dune was there and you were like, I, I got you. And I was like, <laughs> travel was so expensive by that time because also by the time, that is that is one thing, Um, by the time they confirm you that you have been accredited, it's like I have no time to like, I need to scramble. So that's the it only was, thing. Yeah, I think last year they sent the emails out earlier and they sent like accommodations, the package like way earlier than this year. And like even- We were scrambling. I remember we were all collectively just checking our emails every single day. Like, did you get in? And I was like, for a moment, I was like, did I forget to apply? (laughs) Is that (laughs) it? (laughs) Then you check, you make sure. Oh my God. But like, even for us- and I know that we all had a hell of a day that day when we had to pick our tickets. Oh, <laughs> it was just, I, I don't oh think gosh, I will yes. ever Shout forget. Shout out to the call center. <laughs> Shout out to, to the them. Because I gave up. It was, my, my time was 10. I had the earliest and I got nothing. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to call. And I called. I called twice. And both times 
the wait was long. The second time I called, it was a two-hour wait, and I still got everything. I got Fable Men's Premiere out of that two-hour wait, so yeah, I'm glad it helped a lot of people. Yeah, I wasn't oh, even able yeah. to get through to the call center, but I was oh lucky gosh. enough to get there a couple, day, a couple days early, and so I went down to the actual press box office in the hotel, and yeah. this, her, her name was Naran. She was like a miracle worker. She got me everything yes. except the whale. That was the only one I had to do, like the P and I instead that I hadn't been planning on. But like she got me, it was it was insane. It was like twelve tickets, and almost all of them were premieres. And I was like, I didn't even know they were the premieres. They were just the ones that fit in my schedule. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, there's nothing left. And she's like, oh, never mind. Here, I got it. I'm like, what? You are amazing. So no, he would never- <laughs> they, they they were miracle workers. Oh, like exactly, you said it just right. Because I remember amazing. it sometimes being like, I want this, but I know it's kind of like far-fetched and they'd be like no I see a ticket here would you like it I'm like yes please (laughs) (laughs) I like I stayed on the phone for two hours and then the call center closed at 7 p.m and she picked up at 6 57 and did everything within 10 minutes and I spent the whole day freaking out because everyone else was freaking out so I sat there I didn't do any of my other work and I sat there making different schedules just in case nothing was available (laughs) Oh, but God bless her for answering at 6.57 and doing everything so quickly. We we lucked out. We all lucked out. And that's thanks to Josie for dropping that tweet and telling us to call. So, yeah. I'm glad it helped because <laughs> um, like, uh, David Cuevas also was the one that pointed out at first. And then I was like, I'm just going to tweet this because <laughs> yeah. like, it actually worked for me. And then I saw everyone struggling. I'm like guys here is the solution hopefully it works (laughs) and i'm glad you were able to get through somehow Alyssa, because that just everything was so nerve-wracking but again miracle workers they out there (laughs) (laughs) it's true oh man i just want to say thank you to uh josie and Alyssa for joining me tonight to discuss how wonderful and exhausting (laughs) tiff was for the three of us uh the films we mentioned will probably get some oscar love as we're as we said and it's going to be a very fun oscar season um i'm just going to go around and get you guys to share what you're working on next and Alyssa, let everyone know where they can find you yeah so uh you can find me on youtube at mainly movies uh and the other social media platforms at the same thing mainly movies so twitter uh facebook instagram letterboxd uh i've got i'm gonna have a few uh a few tiff uh (laughs) videos coming out in the next uh, couple weeks and, and months here basically i have a lot of tiff coverage to actually catch up on that's going to be a good chunk of what's coming out uh, next. I am going to be seeing uh, Don't Worry Darling uh, this weekend. So that review will come out uh, the beginning of next week as well. Um, so that one's a Venice uh, film festival, but not TIFF. Um, we got we got My Policeman instead. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's kind of my coverage. And again, mainly movies basically everywhere. <laughs> Yes, go follow Alyssa, everyone. And uh, I think we, we're all trying not to spam everybody with our TIFF coverage. <laughs> I think we're just breaking it out into little pieces because there was way too much uh, that we all covered. Uh, and Josie, where can everyone find you? What are you working on next? Yes, you can find me at the Josie Marie on Twitter and Letterboxd. Um, on my Twitter, I have a Linktree link in my bio, and I'm freelance, so you can find everywhere I contribute to, everyone I write for, and my 
uh, my podcast, Film Posers and Film Talk there. So you can find my coverage there. I will be reviewing um, this week. My review for Blonde should be going up yes. on ScreenSpec. And also you can find my TIFF coverage on ScreenSpec and Film Talks coming soon. <laughs> A little yeah. late on that, but it will be coming soon, hopefully. <laughs> It'll be after like the huge wave of all the TIFF covers. So it's like, hello, you thought TIFF was over? No. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> you still got a comment. No, it's great. Please go follow Alyssa and Josie everywhere, literally everywhere. They're all like doing so much and uh, i love following them and their tweets are always great um you can always follow me over at amx nd reviews on twitter instagram and letterboxd and you can check out my website candidxcinema.com and my youtube candid cinema i'm my woman king review up right now i'm going to edit my pearl review i know it's a bit late but it was crazy pants for the past 10 days and i also have don't worry darling uh this weekend which should be a lot of fun um, and make sure to follow Cinemania World Podcast on all platforms. Thank you guys for listening. Bye, everyone. <laughs>